The reading this morning can be found on page 1109 in your Bibles. And we're reading from Ephesians chapter 2 and beginning at verse 14. That's Ephesians 2, 14. For he himself is our peace, who has made the two one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility, by setting aside in his flesh the law with its commands and regulations. His purpose was to create in himself one new humanity out of the two, thus making peace, and in one body to reconcile both of them to God through the cross, by which he put to death their hostility. He came and preached peace to you, whether you who were far away, and peace to those who were near. For through him we both have access to the Father by one Spirit. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people, and also members of his household, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. In him the whole building is joined together, and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his Spirit. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be, Thanks to, God. be to God. Thank you very much, Val. Just going to move this around. Well, last week we spent a bit of time looking at the, the vision for the year ahead, uh, the, the model for our church life together based on the New Testament church in Acts chapter 2, and we looked through the ABCDE of what it meant to be that kind of church. We heard some amazing, uh, exciting stories of what's, uh, what's going on in our midst, the way that ministries are growing, the way that we're being challenged to push into intimate relationship with God as a people. Uh, and this week, we turn our attention to more material things, to the building around us, and um, what we believe God is calling us to, uh, to undertake with the building uh, that we have inherited. So as we turn our thoughts to that, uh, let's pray together. Father, we are conscious of our need for you in our lives, our need for you in all you're calling us to be and all that you're calling us to do for the sake of your glory and for the sake of those whom you're reaching out to. Lord, please inspire us by your Holy Spirit as we ponder uh, these words in the book of Ephesians. And Lord, would uh, you water the seeds that are planted in us by your spirit and through your word. We ask all of this in Jesus' name, our cornerstone, our rock, our redeemer. Amen. Well, as I said, last week we were looking at all of the exciting things that um, God is calling us to in our life together. The, uh, the vision of the model 
of this kind of community where people can have a sense of belonging, uh, be called to adoration of the living God. And so our reading sets up the context whereby we approach our attitude to bricks and mortar, to the building around us. Because our reading reminds us that we are the church. The church is a group of people gathered, called together in Jesus' name. More than bricks and mortar, the people are the church of God. And Ephesians 2 also reminds us that we stand on the shoulders of giants in the faith. There's that telling phrase that we're built on the foundation of the prophets, the apostles, and Christ Jesus himself as the cornerstone on which the whole building stands. And there's a timeline in that phrase, isn't there? The prophets, a reference to individuals in the Old Testament who very often stood up against the tide of uh, the normal values around them to declare God's word. The apostles, who were the witnesses of Jesus' ministry here on earth, who were charged to pass on the message of the kingdom of God, the need to repent, to turn, to come to Christ. And Jesus himself, the cornerstone on which this whole building, which the the, the analogy is of the, the Old Testament temple, a place where God dwells, and we, as a gathered people, believe in some way we represent this temple. When we gather together, when two or three gather in my name, Jesus said, there am I with them. We stand on the shoulders of giants. I want to just talk briefly about one local giant in our community who you may have given thought to, you may not have. This particular giant is a lady known as Charlotte Sullivan. Well, she's not known as Charlotte Sullivan, that was her name. (laughs) Sorry about that. I don't know if you've ever noticed this plaque here on the wall. If if we had time and energy left after all those action songs at the beginning, maybe I'd get you to walk over here and see this plaque uh, that was put up in memory of Charlotte Sullivan. You can't read it from there, but it says, in thanksgiving to God for the life and example of Charlotte Sullivan, benefactress of this parish, born in 1824, departed this life in 1911, and the plaque was dedicated in 1935, the 50th anniversary of the consecration of this church. Charlotte Sullivan was one of these giants that we stand on the shoulders of. She was a church planter a hundred years before we had ever come up with the phrase. I don't know if you realized it, but the church community at St. Dionys here in Parsons Green was a church plant from All Saints in Fulham, which was the local parish church. There was a rectory in this sort of area around here, And the curate from All Saints lived here, otherwise known as the parson. And so the green in front of the curate's house was known as Parsons Green. And that's where our community gets its name. This was a time 
when the commercial life of the city of London was exploding. People were flocking to London from the rural communities around, and there was a housing explosion. Looking around at a few building developers in here, wishing the same was true today. <laughs> there was a housing explosion. This area went from a rural community to a um, residential community in about 30 years, just like that. And there were a few individuals, like Charlotte Sullivan, who had a vision in the midst of changing times for God's church at the heart of a community. She built this mission hall next door, which is the original home of this worshiping community here in Parsons Green. And later on, when a, building, when a church building in the city was being knocked down to make way for commercial buildings, the, the, the name of the church was brought, St. Dionys Back Church, which is represented by that model on top of our font there. Didn't have a drum kit around it when it was in the city, but that is a model of St. Dionys Back Church. They moved St. Dionys Back Church, which is around Fenchurch Street, up here. And uh, they, this isn't the actual building, but they took their name, some, some um, mem memorable items from the church and established St. Dionys Parsons Green. And Charlotte Sullivan had a vision for, for the community. She wasn't stuck with, oh, let's keep things the way they are. She wasn't afraid of this project to knock down a church there, build a new one here. She gave her own land at a knockdown price to establish South Park as a place where the community could gather. She put in trust Community halls, that the mission hall now uh, is still held in trust um, by, by her doing for the, for the benefit of the community. The, the hall where Zebedee is now meeting, where our children uh, are being taught Sunday school, is also in trust from her. The YMCA building is also a building that is in trust from her. My home, <laughs> 16 Parsons Green, was put in trust by Charlotte Sullivan so that St. D's could enjoy the benefits of a curate's sermons. <laughs> she had a bold vision, and a hundred years later, here we are standing on her shoulders, one giant of many. We have this conviction that the church is a gathered group of people, but we also need to give attention to the bricks and mortars bricks and mortar that we've been handed down. I wonder if you've ever thought of, uh, of going on the program through the keyhole. I don't know if you remember it. It was Lloyd Grossman, wasn't it? I won't attempt. I won't attempt a Lloyd Grossman impersonation. But he kind of said in this mid-Atlantic drawl, I wonder who could have lived in a building like this? And he would take you around some glamorous home, and you'd have to guess who it was that lived in this house. If Lloyd Grossman was to take someone around our church building here, it'd be an interesting exercise to see the reflections that they would have on the kind of community that was living and exercising its faith in our building. And I think for those of us who do live and exercise our faith here, we feel a, a sort of note of sadness because we don't feel that the building does reflect our life as a church community so fully. It was sad for me on Tuesday 
when uh, we were running our toddlers group, Mumbies, and uh, the, the back of the church was full of people. It was so full, in fact, that we had to put a sign up outside uh, to say, we can't take anybody more. We can't accommodate you any longer. Sorry, the building just doesn't let that happen. We don't have enough space. We don't have the facilities. We don't have anywhere to change a nappy. We don't have what it takes to accommodate what we believe God is calling us to do here. How he's asking us to reach out with his arms of love to this community. So it's in that light that we believe we have an impetus, a mandate, a command even, to pay attention to the building here so that it should reflect the life of the gathered community. And so we started a building project. A few of us have gathered together in the church prayerfully. Uh, we've sought the prayers of the church. We've gone out and sought uh, consultation for each of the ministry areas of the church to say, what do you need in the building now? What do you think you might need five years from now? And the aim is that we can then go to um, some architects, maybe in a month's time, and brief them as to this is the kind of life we're living. Imagine this building transformed, so renewed, so that it uh, reflects the kind of life that we're being called to live here in Parsons Green. I know what some of you are already thinking. Gosh, this, that sounds quite expensive. <laughs> um, and I think it probably will be quite expensive. But um, I love at these times to, to remember the great words of that theologian, Bono, uh, who said, the God who I believe in Just at the punchline, I just <laughs> cut myself. Does anybody know how that line finishes? The God I believe in ain't short of cash, mister. <laughs> Is that working? Great. Uh, yeah, not short of cash, but maybe out of gas on the microphone. <laughs> As the psalmist said, maybe you prefer that one, um, the Lord owns the cattle on a thousand hills. I think it has the same sentiment. Um, with that in mind, there is a fundraising event being planned. And I've asked uh, Lisa and Sarah, Sarah, hi Sarah, uh, to come up to share something of the realities of what that party, uh, the fundraising event is going to look like. Um, and um, Sarah is also going to tell us how we can effectively pray for that event. Over to you, Lisa. Hello, everyone. Um, yeah, with Will saying that in a month's time we could be getting architects in. Oh, that slightly set my heart racing. Because in three weeks' time, um, 14th, Friday the 14th of October, this beautiful, amazing, incredible building is going to be completely transformed for one night only. Um, to, to basically host a wonderful event that we are planning. And this is a, as Will said, it's a fundraising event. It's going to be held at St. Diana's Church. We have invited 20 people um, to host a table and to invite 10 guests each, largely from outside the community of St. Diana's. 
to a um, party here which is going to have a meal and an auction and a raffle um, and dancing afterwards with the aim of raising money to start this project. So it's going to be the much needed kind of impetus to kickstart this project. So it will provide the funds for the feasibility study, for the architect's fees, and then we can move on. Obviously, this is a long-term project and there will be lots and lots of ways um, for St. Dianus as a community to get involved over the coming months and years. But the event in three weeks' time is um, to partner with 200 people um, who, as I said, are largely coming from outside the church to come in and raise money that night for... Um, oops, sorry, did I just say that? That's great, thank you. Um, so we are still looking for auction prizes, raffle prizes, um, and if anybody would like to volunteer in any way in the lead up in the next three weeks, myself, Sarah, and the, and the rest of the team, we have got an awful lot to get done. Um, if anyone would like to help in any capacity at all, um, whether it's, I'll get Sarah to, to go into more details, but lighting candles on the night, collecting things for us, bringing stuff, coming, praying for us, that would be really appreciated. So if you think you can help in any small way, even if it's a ministry of hugs for me, <laughs> um, that would be amazing. So please do come and see myself or Sarah after the service, or Will if I'm not around. But I'll pass over to Sarah to talk about what we would love prayer for. Thank you, Lisa. Hello, everyone. I've been doing um, quite a few of my own building projects recently because um, my son Nicky has just had his birthday. And um, he has an awful lot of Lego building going on <laughs> at our home. And um, bless him, he's been so encouraging to me because I have at times found it quite challenging. And um, he just, he's, he's, he snuggled up to me and he goes, Mum, it's really coming to life. And, um, <laughs> and I suppose that it's so exciting about this building project and this party because I do feel like the bricks are kind of taking shape, the building, you know, it's, it's taking shape and it, it, the plans are coming to life. Um, but we would love your, your prayers. Um, if I could ask you that um, God would just continue to bless um, what we're doing here. Um, and um, what would really help is um, we need the pennies in from all the table hosts. So if you could pray that the table hosts could get the pennies to us and all the information that we need, um, that would be really helpful. Also, um, the prizes. We're having a big meeting in a couple of Mondays' time about the prizes, and uh, we'd love all the prizes in by then so we can get it all sorted. And if there are any more that you can think of um, that you would like to donate to us, or you know somebody with a beautiful house in Tuscany who would like to give it to us for a week, that would be amazing. Do let us know. Um, also... Oh, yeah, that's just for me and Lisa afterwards, so we can recover. <laughs> um, also, can we please pray for this amazing woman here, Lisa, who is putting together... She's got a massive job to put the brochure together for the night. Um, we have sponsorship from Stratton Parker, which is really great, but there's a lot of um, coordinating that needs to be done. If we could pray for sanity for Lisa, <laughs> that would be great. And also, Tom... Um, has got a massive job on his hands because he's got to coordinate all the volunteers for the night and that is a massive, massive job. So if we could just pray um, against sickness, for example, we just don't want anybody to be poorly on the night, um, that everybody could make the run through the night before 
um, and that Tom and his amazing team can just make it, the party, just look effortless. Um, because we just want this party to be excellent. We want, um, I suppose, to, just to represent how brilliant God is. Um, so, yeah, that would be fab. And um, timings, the timings for the evening, if we could keep that really tight, so if you could pray for that, because we don't want to overrun. And obviously, I need to dance for as long as possible on the evening, so we've got to keep it, got to keep to the program. Um, and lastly, in big capitals, I put fun and money. <laughs> Can we please um, pray that we just blow um, people's expectations um, about God and the church and that people will be moved by the presentation that Will and Sarah will be doing um, and that the money would just literally flood in so that we can um, do amazing things with this building and bless our community. Thank you, <laughs> Thank you. Sarah. That's brilliant. Can you give them a round of applause, please? So much work going on behind the scenes uh, on that project. And uh, speaking of timings, we, uh, we need to be moving on. Um, but just to draw these uh, thoughts uh, to a close, the party itself, it's been said recently, is the beginning of the beginning of our imagining the changes that God has in store for this building. And so there are plenty of ways that we can all get involved in owning this, uh, this project, in getting involved. And uh, one of them is to pray. Another would be to do your own little fundraiser. I've, uh, let me show you what we've put together to help people to get involved. Here's our website, stdionis.org.uk. If you haven't been there, then I'd really recommend you do lots of information about the church, but on the homepage here in the bottom left-hand corner, there's a, um, an item on living space, which is the name that we've given to our project. There's a click-through on here, which will take you to the living space website that we've put together specially for this project with lots of information on it. Um, there's, stuff, there's information about the party here. You can find out about the the organizations that are partnering with us on this party. And anybody who, um, who partners with us gets a little link on here, a little, bit of, uh, a little bit of exposure for their brand to say thank you, thank you for partnering with us in building community in Parsons Green, for serving the community. There are ways to get involved here. Here we are, get involved. Uh, volunteering, do some fundraising, pray, give your money. If you want to fundraise for us, you can click on this Virgin Money um, little icon here. It takes you to the Virgin Money Giving website, eventually. It says it's waiting. It's normally quicker than that. There we are. There's a, there's a um, giving, pay, giving page for some Ds, and you can start fundraising by clicking on this button here. So start your own one. I've gone on here yesterday, 
I put my name in here, you can search for a friend who's got a, a page on here. And here's my fundraiser, the Parsons Green Egg and Spoon Race. Okay, so if I was to organize an egg and spoon race on Parsons Green, people could just sponsor me on this website and the money would just go directly through to, uh, to our project here and even, it would even be gift-aided so it would be tax-efficient for us. So there's lots of ways for us to get involved in this project. Do come and talk to me uh, about it afterwards if you've got an amazing dream of, of uh, how we can get involved. It's going to be a, a long process. We're at the beginning of the beginning. But thank God that we are at the beginning of what he's calling us to do. We're, at a moment, we're going to... Um, have take communion together and um, it's good for us just to pause and to remind ourselves that uh, as the psalmist says unless the Lord builds the house the laborers work in vain and so we come to the table today recognizing our need for our own personal feeding with uh, spiritual food relying on all that Christ is doing in us, all that he has to give us. But we also recognize that he calls us to live out his risen life, to be fully the people he's called us to be. So as we kneel and rise, well, pictorially, we, we actually don't kneel here, we'll, we'll just sort of stand up. But maybe as, as we go through this motion, we remind ourselves that God is calling us to be fully the people he's calling us to be and uh, not to settle for second best. And we believe that of this building too. So um, let's come to the living God as we share communion together as his family in Christ. Thanks, Will. We're going to jump straight to communion. Um, and let me just read these words from Paul's letter to the Corinthians. He says, For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night that he was betrayed, took bread. And when he'd given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Amen. <clears throat> 